All right, let's go. All right, all right, let's go. Let's start with Rutherford's uh, uh, press conference. So we call it a press conference. Yeah, earlier I, this week, this is Sunday morning, so this would have been like Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, I think he had I it, right? I I had to watch it. I, I, think it's, I think he started out with the good intentions. I think the questions got a little, how would, what, what's, the, what's the word, Cindy? I use the word stupider. Is that a word? No, well, they just got more in depth, and I think he just kept digging himself into a hole. Oh, oh. Now, the one thing that I, you know, and I like him, uh, the one thing that he said that I don't, I, I couldn't believe that I was hearing, that uh, yeah, Bruce is our, our our coach now, now get this word now, uh, but we talked to other people. Holy gee! I, I, when I I heard it, I was in the car listening to it. I couldn't believe he said that. Like I thought, oh, this is like some joke that they're, no, they're playing. I I was I watched the whole thing and. Uh, I th- I, I, he started out pretty good. I think he started out, you know, with good intentions. But it sure was a tough, tough, tough one. So, again, this is Sunday morning. So the rumor is that uh, Monday they're going to well, announce cold, yeah. Rick Tockett. And last night against Edmonton, they lost. Tockett's a good guy. Now, I hope they give him a chance. They, they, they love um, uh, uh, Bruce so much that... Uh, yeah, they're saying, Bruce, there he, it is and all that. But have you seen anything like that in, Never. S- in sports? That's got to be one of the cruelest things I think I've ever seen. I was hoping they'd win last night just for to give him uh, one one last victory or something. I mean, the guy's making what? Two, 2.5. This is the last year of his contract. So what I kind of read was that they were trying to extend it and they couldn't come to an agreement. He should have. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. His wife's probably saying, see, he should have signed. He should have signed. <laughs> He never, yeah, but you know, he got off to a pretty good start. What was it? Oh, he won the first last year. I think it was the first seven or eight they won yeah. the first seven or eight games and made a run for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they they were they were pretty, and they thought well, he can't do anything wrong. So what what should have Rutherford done then? Like if he was Just, the, 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 like if he like what should he have? Done? What I would have done, what I would have done is just kept my mouth shut. Let him. Uh, I, I would have fired him right there. And Rick Tocca would have taken over and played, uh, would, would have been the coach last night. So. Saturday night. But my question is, if you're Rutherford, why would you fire him now? You're not going to make the playoffs. Like, well, like, like why would you say. Get what? ready for next year. Get ready for next year. Yeah, that's the only thing. You got to think of the club. You can't, you're not going to make the club. Do you think they're being mean to him so that he'll quit so they don't have to pay him? Well, that was an idea that. Uh, that's the way I would think of it. Yeah, you mean he wouldn't take the embarrassment? Yeah, yeah. they're making it. He's, it's, it's embarrassing for him. It's hard on him. His wife, you know what I mean, what he's going God, through. And just the... make it so that he quits and they don't have to pay pay him. Yeah, well, he wasn't going, wasn't going to quit. But I'll tell you one thing. Well, rever- you, you kind of like that. Like in your coaching career, you kind of had somewhat, not as bad, but a similar situation. Well, first in Rochester, well, after Doug Adams hired you, he, a reporter, he went up to a reporter, and what did he say? Yeah, he, he said, well, how do you think he's going to do He said, I don't know. He says, they're hired to be fired. But I think the, the funniest one, I, maybe I, he called me in, and I knew I was fired. And um, 
And he's smoking a little. I remember he's smoking a little cigar, like, like you know, you know the little cigarettos, like uh, a, Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Clint Eastwood. And he said, "We're making a change in your department." I swear to you, the first couple of seconds, I go, "Who the hell's in our department? My department? I was the only guy." <laughs> and you were eighteen points out of uh, making the the yeah. playoffs. But I didn't he... play the game, Cindy. Mm-hmm. I remember him coming into the uh, the room, and he said. Uh, We've got five thousand dollars. If uh, yeah, I can't think of the goaltender's name. If he plays, he, we save five thousand dollars. And I said he's he's not playing. I said uh, uh, Serge uh, Z- Z- Zimmerman. Hmm? Serge Aubrey, I think. Yeah, uh, Serge Aubrey. And what happened was he had in his contract he had to play a minimal amount of games. If he didn't play that a minimal amount of games, he got a bonus. So, so I, I remember him come into the room, and he, and I you know I was having my nap. And he says, uh, Sir Zodbury playing tonight. I said, he's not playing tonight. We had a chance to make the playoffs. And you almost did. Well, you know what happened that game? I'll tell you what happened that game. He's, well, then you're... And then he was really... Oh, I knew I was fired. Was that Lynn Zimmerman? I, I, how come I knew I was fired all the time? Yeah. Anyhow, he uh, he said, okay, then you're playing uh, uh, a rookie. I don't know, Whalen or something. I don't know what his name was. Something like that. It started with a W. And so I'm sitting in the room. I never watched the warm-up. And um, Nate, Nate, the trainer, came in and said, um, I got bad news. I said, what's that? And I said, uh, he says, Jimmy's broke his hand. I said, and I know who did it. He said, who? He, I said, the rookie. And he says, you're right. Oulette, wasn't it? No, 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 no. He played one. for us. But, so, he did. But, but you said what happened was that Zimmy was kind of used to the guys taking shots along well, the yeah, ice, and yeah. this guy blasted one high, and he, and he brought his glove up, but yeah. not expecting it, and his finger broke his finger. Yeah. And that was the end of us. And, and I, I think I played Serge Aubrey. Then you had to play Serge then Aubrey. Then I had, right? yeah. And uh, we needed the win, and I think we were up 3-2. 3-2, and uh, do you remember, yeah, and remember who the uh, other coach, it was the Cincinnati Swords. It was uh, Floyd Smith. Uh, Floyd Smith, your buddy from Hershey, who married, and you and... And he a zillion points. And, and, and they weren't really trying, and I remember he started his, because you and him, and, you know, he both married uh, Hershey ladies and all that, and so he put in his second goalie. Yeah. And so there's nothing more motivating for a goalie than know that you're being thrown in, yeah. thinking you're going to lose, and probably Holy he knew the relationship. Could get a pee by him. That's right. So he wanted to show his coach, oh, yeah, you want to lose this yeah, game? We're going over all my firing. <laughs> That's right. right. So it was 3-2. Go- you, we were up 3-2 going into the third. We needed the win. If, yeah, if tie we tied, was no good. Providence. If, if we tied, we would have tied Providence, but Providence would have got in because they had more wins. Yep. And... They had one shot on net in the third period and one scored. Shot. 17 to 1. <laughs> 17 to 1. And the one shot went in. But it, and it was 3 3 and missed the playoffs by a, like, by, not even by a point. We tied. Technicality. Yeah, but technicality, we lost it. And I knew I would not. Didn't and that make was it. Didn't you. matter how good I did or anything like 17 that. 17 points in midseason, you were yeah. out of the playoffs, and then you made it within that close, and then you got fired. And you know what so, I mean? So it's funny. So you knew you, you, knew you were getting fired then, you, you knew, right? Then, I knew I was going to get fired. And then in Boston with Harry after game seven. I knew he, I was getting fired. Yeah. That's well, you didn't really get fired. I didn't get fired, but, but I sort techni- of. Technicality. Technicality. And then in Colorado. I really knew I was getting fired. <laughs> I don't think the fans, the fans make, there was kind of rumors going around, but the players knew. And yeah. we were playing Pittsburgh. 
And we oh, had, yeah. it, it was one of the worst snowstorms we had that year. And we had 12,000 12, people. If we, we would have had a sellout if it wasn't. We would have had a sellout. I didn't and you won. And, and we won. And, Five nothing. And remember, you wore a big Studson cowboy hat. Yeah. And as you walked out, all the players put their sticks like, Overhead, so yeah, it was like, like you're walking, you know, like they do the swords when you get married right. and you're walking, and they did that. Well, the players like me, all the players like me, and the fans liked you. Oh, yeah, the fans liked me. And only one person did like, you. yeah, <laughs> as usual, the person but, that counts. But we were, we had a good club, we really well, had a good go club. You that roster, dad, just think of the guys you had. Yeah, we we had a good club, but Lanny the, McDonald's. This, My, I, I always think though, dad, with that was the owners. His long range plan was he wanted yeah. to go to New Jersey. Right. Right? Yeah. And you knew if you got a goalie. We, and if we were packing them in, like. Yeah, well, why sign me? I don't know. And then, you know, right after you left, that's. And the crowds went down, and then they did, they did a midnight run, right? Yeah. They packed up in the middle of the night and they ran to New Jersey. Remember, remember we went down there, Tim, and do you remember going down there and. and and taking everything that was in the office and yeah, that yeah, cleaning yeah. up the office. You know, you know what I remember about that? What? You know who was playing that night was Bob Seeger. Really, was oh, playing. Uh, it was McNichols Sports Arena. Bob Seeger was playing that night. So you were, you were, uh, you know, getting the stuff in your office and and all that. And then I went out and listened to a sound check, and then he, they kicked me out. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, anyhow, you got kicked out too. Yeah. But anyhow. I, I've never seen, I've never, ne- ever, and I've seen some pretty tough guys. Well, Gallant was bad. Oh, yeah. Well, but not, it, as, not as cruel as, the, as this. I think it was bad. I've never seen where the coach coaching on a Saturday and another coach was going to take over. Now, I hope they, I hope they don't take it out on uh, Rick Tockett because he's a good guy. Yeah. He really is a good guy, and he's, it's not his fault that uh, – yeah, I hope the fans give him a chance. Give him, give him a chance. I, I remember hearing the story about him. I, I wasn't there. That uh, they were, they're in the corner. They're taking shots at the corner. I think Yami Yager was making fun of a, fun of a guy. I think it was Tippett. Anyhow, he said, he says, I'm telling you, quit he, making. He was making fun of how much Yager was making, how much he was making, and how much this other veteran was making. He was making and, fun of him. And he, and he, and and Taka, Taka said to him. I'm telling you, quit making fun of that guy. He's not his fault. And he went down. He started to make fun of him again, and he corked him, <laughs> corked the star. So Rick is a good guy. I just hope they don't take it out on him. So, Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sports book. And if you sign up now and use the promo Grapes, you they'll match your deposit up to five hundred dollars. You get ten spins on the big wheel for some big dough, and your first sports bet they'll spot you twenty five bucks. And again, there's with a, the playoffs and football, it's uh, there's a lot going on. Boy, I'll tell you, there's a lot of them out there now. Yeah, but these guys, if you're Canadian, it's Canadian dollars, and they're a Canadian company, and uh, and they're uh, and you can great. lose your money or make your money and Canadian money, right? And support they support the Don Cherry Pet Rescue Foundation quite a bit. So, so we like them, right? So, Dad, a lot of I guess right now, it, a lot of trades haven't happened, but boy, there's an awful lot of rumors going around well, about they, guys trading this and that and where who's going where. Well, they're usually on their last year of their contract, and sometimes they go back. But what it is is they, no, there's no sense in keeping your good players if you want to finish. We won't call it a tank job, but uh, hey, how about Rutherford? He said, I thought, that's what I thought we were doing. 
Somebody said something about a tank job. He says, I, I, thought, I thought that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. And unfortunately, they got a lot of stars on their team, and they're still tanking. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of guys going. Uh, Hovat, uh, what is it? Bo Hovat? Horvath, well, I think he's going to go, their captain. And then, of course, they're talking Kane and Taze. Is gonna go, they're going to go somewhere. All the good players. Are, gonna, are going, but... Um, and it's pretty good if they don't have a uh, don't if they have no trade in there they can dictate who they go to. Yeah, well, most of those a lot of big names, those three guys, they're all in the last year of their contract. Yeah. So you either have to sign them or they're a rental player. He right? said he he give uh, he give pretty good money, good offer. But we talked about this before, Dad. Isn't it? Aren't you taking a risk? Let's say you're, if you're the Leafs. Or if you're Boston, or uh, let's say the you know they, they, they the Winnipeg, it. you know who's who, you know going along, uh, uh, bringing in a guy and and screwing everything up. Well, if you can get a guy like Horvath, or he's a pretty good hockey player. You might you might screw it up if, if you're on a, a big run of uh, 15 in a row or something like that. You might put a guy in because the guy that you're taking out, you win with that guy. So. And now you're taking out, putting in another guy. Say, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so now, Tim. So, Dad, last week you and I were, and Cindy, we were watching um, on YouTube a night, I think it was from 1978, the Toronto Maple Leafs were in the Boston Gardens. They had a good club. They had a good club. Um, but it was amazing to see the difference in the hockey from now to Unbelievable then. Unbelievable to watch it. You know, in, in Boston... There was a girl that knew when there was going to be icings, and she'd call for the commercial uh, before the icing was, you know, done. It was it was really good. I mean, you never you yeah. Know. It wasn't like you know. Now today they have like four or five commercials in a row. They would have a commercial every other every third whistle, but it would be a fifteen second commercial. So the whistle would go, it would go right to commercial, and you come back, the face-offs, they'd be ready yeah. to go in the face-off. We counted the first two periods. You know how many icings there were in the first two periods? Two. Two. <laughs> Two. Two. Now they, now they get it, and if they get a little tired, they just throw it down. There was going to be a third, but Mike Milbury smashed the guy under the <laughs> yeah. boards and got a penalty. So technically there might have been three. Yeah. But, you know, it was unbelievable to see – 40 minutes of hockey and, yeah. and only two icings. Now they get it and they just, uh, if they're tired or anything, they just fire it down. Well, the games are so much, uh, we're so much shorter than, eh? Like they were over in uh, an hour. And you think, I don't know. I, I, an I, never, I never counted yeah, that. I think the games were shorter. And then the other thing that, you know, it's because of the red line, how much more the defense yeah. and the players have to handle the puck. They have to, they have to, defensemen have to handle the puck. They just can't get it and just fire it up the boards up, you know, and hoping the guy takes it in. And, but I, I, you're right. They do handle the puck more. Yes. Like, I, I think that a lot of defensemen who are in the league today, if they put the red line in, would have a real tough time. Like, well, like, I remember watching, you say, okay, like, Brad Park handled the puck a lot on our team, yeah. right? But Mike Milbury handled it a lot. Ricky Smith handled it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Gary Doak wasn't in because he was, he got, he was injured. And, um, but all the Bruins, uh, uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis O'Brien, O'Brien, he, like I would think a lot of the Leafs defensemen now would have a tough time playing in that league because you got to carry the puck up. Well, you have to. 
Unless, yeah, yeah. Okay, Cindy, what did you go? Well, say? I was going to say, Dad, you and I were talking about this. It even goes back to minor hockey in the sense of you watch the kids practice today in minor hockey, the AAA. I yeah. mean, they're they're always talking about pass the puck, pass the puck. And I remember you saying uh, they shouldn't do any drills without without having having to have a puck at the end of their stick, right? And 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 the European players and Swedish players that they always have a puck all the time. That's why they can handle it. And I and I hate to say they can handle a puck pretty good well i think too without the red line it it is a bit more like soccer now where you see the teams turning back yeah where when we're watching this game again was in 1978 with the red line in it was straightforward up and down like there was no passing the puck back because you can't because and i gotta say that i think i liked i was all for taking the red line out I'm watching that. I think I like the game a little bit better with the red line in. Well, Bobby Orr, who fastest guy I ever saw, said you have to slow it down. That's why there's so many injuries. Well, then you're watching the game and from 78. How did those players ever survive with no helmets? And yet there wasn't that many injuries. I mean, you could go a whole show on, on that. So the one thing, Dad, that, that I th- found funny was listening to the Boston play-by-play guys, right? The color guys. Because today... You got to admit they're pretty big homers. Oh, and I I don't mind them being homers. I don't mind them, but listening to the guys, you, that was the first time you heard Johnny Pearson and Fred Cusick. I couldn't believe them. They were against us. <laughs> they were anti-Boston. They were anti-Boston. They uh, well, first of all, they liked the, They they liked the club that they had before, where they used to score a lot of goals and there was no fights and stuff like that. Maybe they just didn't like you. Well, I never thought of that. Probably didn't. Probably didn't like me either. And well, if he didn't like me, they didn't like the club because I brought I brought all those guys in. It was two two, right? And there was three fights and some big hits, and they were complaining about let's get back to hockey. Let's the, play <laughs> hockey. Yeah. Let's get to playing hockey. The, they must love hockey today. The, the fans were going insane. Remember, the fans okay. were going crazy. And, you know, a 2-2 game, Stan Jonathan got into a big fight, then Terry and Dan Maloney got into yeah, a big that fight a, right off the bat. Did I tell that story about Dan? Well, a lot of people don't, like, again, this is a night, if you can Google the game, it's 1970, okay, but um, a lot of people don't realize why Dan Maloney and Terry Riley fought, like, less than a minute into the game. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was coming, and so did Terry. Terry never ever talked about what he's going to do, but I knew that was coming. Well, tell the story what happened. Okay. So I used to tell Terry all the time, he was the most fair guy in the world. He would never ever sucker a guy from behind or side or anything like that. He tapped the guy on the shoulder, dropped the gloves, and then they go. That's And I said, Terry, I said, you don't do that. I said, that is the stupidest thing I ever heard. I said, you're going to run into a guy, you're going to tap him on the shoulder, and he's going to turn around, he's going to break your nose, smash it. Well, he says, that's the way I work. And he says, <laughs> I don't do. Danny Maloney, he, when he played for Detroit, right? Yeah, he was playing for Detroit at the time. Yeah, Terry tapped him on the shoulder as if to fight. He, he just turned around and just smashed him. And then blood was everywhere. Nose was bleeding. And I never said a word. Because he knows. <laughs> I never said a word because if you said a word to a boy, then so I never said a word. But I knew right off the bat the next game. Next game, less than a minute in. <laughs> and, and again, those guys didn't clue in. Cusick and Pearson. Oh, they, they had they, no they idea. Didn't clue. They, uh, uh, nothing precipitated this fight that these two would be fighting. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, Johnny Pearson was one, 
and uh, Fred Cusick was the other, and they both they were they loved ho- college hockey, which and, there was no fighting in it. And for the Leaf fans, that game that was one of his first games because they traded Errol Thompson. Yeah. For Dan Maloney. Oh. Errol Thompson was. I know. I like Dan Maloney. You know, I like Dan Maloney. Yeah. But Errol Thompson used to get 40 goals every year. So that was the line that you said gave you fits was McDonald, Sittler, and Thompson. I remember I remember one time they used to put Errol Thompson. He was a left hand shot and it was a left hand corner, eh? And uh, Sittler used to get the draw just about every time, put it back, and they'd get a great shot. So there. <laughs> Terry Doe came to me and he said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, he's a very excited guy. What are we going to do? We can't. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't did get the draw, I guess. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, but that was that was something. But, uh, yeah, it was just amazing to see the difference in the game. And I... I now, what do you like, Tim? I think, you know what? I think I liked it with the red line in. Oh, I, well, I, Bob, I, that Bobby Orr, he's pretty smart. He used to... Study the games. He said that the red line should be in. Just slow them down a bit, so they don't. Uh, it's just, it's just now they get the puck and they fire it down yeah. the ice. And there's like there was two icings as compared to. I was watching a game the other day, the, a third period. There was seven in the third period alone. I watched one time last year. It was twenty one. We we watched twenty one icings. Twenty one. And nobody thrown out on the face off. <laughs> Oh, I want you to watch the the, uh, the uh, face-offs from now on. They never, the second one is never, he just drops it, bang, it's gone. I just don't understand it. I just Boy, don't they, and again, in that 78 game, they just lined up, drop, if you weren't ready, yeah, t- too bad. I don't mind cheating. I didn't mind cheating. Bobby Clark was the best cheater of all time. If he knew how to cheat, better for him. Well, Tim, I'd like to talk about, a. Uh, he, ro- he rode shotgun for Pavel Burry. And you know Pavel Burry, he was a dirty, he was a dirty little hockey player too. Yeah, well, with you know, unfortunately, we the, the passing of Gino Ojek, but uh, yeah, Burry got away with a lot of stuff because of Gino. Remember when he hit? Uh, who did he close? Oh, that was he threw an elbow, court, and he almost tore the guy's head off. Yeah, and the only reason he could do that because he knows that guy gets up. Gino would be there to Gino, protect Gino him. Gino would be there. Now he was a member of the, and I, I'm going. Uh, excuse me if I don't pronounce these right. Kitchen. Ziti Anakishin Keg First Nation. Now that's the best I can do, and I, I didn't know how to pronounce it. He was, a, and he was very, very proud of his indigenous heritage. Now he's very proud of that. And in 1993, and he need no dummy, eh? He had 16 goals. He had 13 assists. He had 20 points. And Pavel Burry could fly anywhere he wanted to because Gino was there to protect him. And he played for Vancouver Canucks, and and they just loved him. They introduced him um, at a game, and the other thing, I thought they were going to bring the house down. Yeah, here. no, he was a he was a fan favorite. He was from Manny Walk, uh, Quebec, and uh, uh, he was a great guy. And I really I really liked him, boy. Gino, though, he was one of the toughest guys I think in the league. He was a big guy, and. Uh, and he knew, and he knew his job. And I just love guys that knew their job. And he was, he was a good guy. And it showed it in the Vancouver crowd when he was introduced. They, every man to a thing just about tore the building down. 